Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Joseva Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Hey guys, it's Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers, and we are back with another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today we have Glenn Cooley with us. Glenn? Hello. Hey, how's it going? I'm very good. How are you guys today? Great, great. All right, so today we are interviewing Glenn, who has been a longtime user and advisor for all sorts of different Airbnb hosts. And we're really happy to have him on the show and share his expertise. Hey, Glenn, this is Jesper here. How are you doing? I'm very good. I'm very good. It's a nice uh, sunny day in Los Angeles today. Good, good. Yeah, we're in Vegas. It's, it's pretty hot here as well. Oh, well, I, I used to live there, so okay, I lived so there before you, I was in uh, Los Angeles, actually. So you know what, that, what that's about, huh? Uh, well, yes. Just be glad you're not there in, in August when it's going to be probably about 118. Oh, my God. That's, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Listen, uh, Glenn, to, just to get started, um, could you tell us a little bit about how you got started with Airbnb? Oh, I certainly will. Uh, it's the uh, I'll say it's the story I love to tell. Um, I got started in Airbnb through a complete. It was almost just a. It was a moment of complete, you know, financial desperation actually, <laughs> um, because uh, I moved uh, to, like I said, to uh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, um, from Las Vegas, and uh, with um, a gentleman who was uh, my best friend at one time, and um, unfortunately, I had to ask him to uh, leave my apartment uh, and because uh, he wasn't paying rent and um, shortly after that my uh, the reason for me being in LA which was uh, I was a stage manager actually um, was coming to an end because uh, my show was closing uh, at the Kodak theater and I had to pay the rent and um, so I <laughs> um, I, I didn't. I had no idea what I was going to do, and so uh, a friend of mine at the time said, "Well, you're going to do Airbnb," and I said, "I'm going to what?" Uh, and I said, "I don't know what you're talking about." And he was like, "I said you're going to do Airbnb," and I was like, "What is that?" And he's like, "Well, you know, it's it's where um, people um, come and they um, they they rent your your bedroom out." And I was like. And where do I go? Because <laughs> you have and, a house with two bedrooms? Yeah, yes. Uh, I did at the time. I, I do now, and I did at the time also. Okay. Um, and I said, well, where do I go? And he was like, well, I mean, you stay here. And I was like, uh, I said, I, I will be homeless uh, and destitute after being evicted before I will allow some stranger from the – internet to come and sleep in my second bedroom in my $300,000 apartment. <laughs> and um, so that was, again, in the fall of 2012. And so, but um, in October, I I did 
log in to the website and I started got an account and started you know poking around but I was very um, very very apprehensive about doing it mm -hmm. and um, so I um, was looking for any excuse not to have to have not to as you know as I thought of like the final you know the last resort would be to go to Airbnb and so um, uh, it wasn't until actually until March actually that um, I really got serious about it because in October, you know, I had just been through you know the last three months were just crazy, um, and so you know, and I had money and savings and everything, so I was just like, well, you know, you know, I've already paid October's rent, so October was the month that I had to ask my uh, roommate to leave. You did list the second bedroom in, in October, or did you uh, wait I, I joined. I joined. I waited. I joined. I, I joined. I started the account. I started got an account in October, uh -huh. and then um, in uh, November I paid the rent and myself, uh, and then in December I scraped it together, and then by January I was like. I don't know what I'm going to do now. I was like, I think I might. I was just thinking, I think I might actually have to do this Airbnb thing. Um, but I got a um, a girl to stay there in the apartment. It was unfurnished, mind you, at this point. Mm -hmm. um, I had no idea what I was getting into. Had no clue. Um, and then by um, let's see, she was there until the end. She was she uh, she was going to stay until the till the end of March. So I was, I was like, I was covered through then. But then I had no idea what I was going to do after April. And so uh, while she was there, I got the apartment furnished, um, and because uh, she was just sleeping on an air mattress, and it was, and it was completely content with that. Um, it was like a fifteen hundred dollar a month, you know, closet. Um, and um, by the beginning of uh, March, I, when she left, it was furnished, and uh, I had my listing started, and I was doing everything wrong, of course, because, you know, for, for new users on Airbnb, there's a, there's a lot more um, hosting materials. Uh, there's a lot more information on the Internet now than there used to be, um, and, you know, this was, you know, two years ago. Um, there, was, there was very little um, information on there. Even on Airbnb, there was very little on there uh, about mm -hmm. what you're supposed to do and wh what exactly it is that people uh, look, were looking for because I did not come at it from a guest standpoint. No. I, I had never stayed as a guest. And then, uh -huh. of course, you know, when I was looking to be a host, I mean, there, I mean, I couldn't afford to stay with anybody else as a guest. So I was just kind of going at it completely blind. Okay. And um, by the middle of April... I um, got my first guest. I'm sorry. By the uh, yes, by the uh, yeah, middle of April, I got my first guest, and then um, it's been pretty solid since then, actually. So what, what um, I wanted to what I wanted to do now is um, so we sort of got the intros and and as how you got into it. What I'd love to know yeah. next is. Okay, so a lot of people that we speak to, they're always concerned, just like you had the concerns. You didn't want to get into it. You thought it was crazy to have strangers yeah. stay with you. All right, so what were your biggest fears or worries as you were going into this type of business, and okay. did any of those actually come to pass? Okay. 
Um, so I had huge um, apprehensions about doing this. Um, they were mostly based on unfamiliarity with what it actually was that uh, I was doing um, because I sort of equated it the you know Airbnb to like you know running a hotel out of my second bedroom, and um, and you know I uh, actually when I was in Vegas I worked at uh, a hotel or not at a I worked in a hotel but not for the hotel, and those were the type of people that I thought I was going to end up getting in, in the in my apartment, and um, it was um, not. The, that's not the way it uh, worked out. Were you worried that like guests would damage your property or they would steal yeah. something, or what oh, was absolutely. your main concern? I mean, the, the, my main concern was my main concern was was damage. Uh, you know, I said, you know, um, when uh, I was uh, told about Airbnb, I said, you know, I have an apartment full of very nice things, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I am not about to, you know, let because, uh, like I said, um, I was uh, working. Um, uh, I worked actually for Cirque du Soleil in Vegas, uh, and for the first part of uh, when I was living in LA. And so, you know, we saw the type of people um, that you know that you can get in some of the hotels in Vegas, mm -hmm. and um, just like you're probably seeing there now. You know, I mean, they can get pretty rowdy. And yeah. um, I just didn't want to have, you know, I, you know, I'm not, I wasn't running a fraternity house, you know, right. and so that was really the first thing that came to mind. That you know, it's just I don't want my place getting torn up. Was the main thing. That has not, of course, been anything uh, like what my experience has been. I mean, it, it has absolutely been a fantastic experience. Um, I had one guy early, early on that was kind of crazy. Um, but that was the only one I ever had, and um, and since then everything has just been has been fantastic. That's awesome. You know, we've of all the people that we've interviewed, I don't think we've we've actually heard a single nightmare story. Everybody oh. always goes in <laughs> with this. They go in with the apprehension and they go in with the worry. Uh -huh. uh -huh. But they've pretty much had awesome, awesome uh, experiences. So it's, it's been really cool. Yeah. So that's great that you're sort of on the same page. We love hearing. Yeah, that. absolutely. Um, you know, and I know a lot of hosts. Uh, you know, I'm uh, have a lot to do with uh, the. Um, uh, the groups platform on Airbnb's website, and um, and so I know a lot of hosts in West Hollywood, in particular where I am, and all over actually all over LA County really, and um, and I think um, you know I mean living in LA, you're going to run into some crazy people, you know I mean because you know this is where the crazy people come, so uh, and lots of them stay uh, in LA. That's, and, that's why um, that's why I moved to LA. So. <laughs> Well, I absolutely, I absolutely love it here. So I, I guess uh, I have lived in, oh gosh, I've lived in so many different places, but and LA is really my favorite. So, so, so then, I'm, I'm at home with the crazy people. So you, so you're, you were saying that um, the worries that you had initially didn't really materialize. Now, can you give us, no. can you give us some, some of your best experiences? Um, Absolutely. Uh, one one of them in particular uh, is a guy named uh, George, and he was um, coming from uh, South Africa. Uh, he lived in Cape Town. Lives in Cape Town, and he and his wife were coming uh, uh, right after they got married. It was actually part of their honeymoon, and I thought, why in the world are they coming to to stay in some guy's second bedroom? You know, um, on their honeymoon. 
And then uh, I got to know uh, who he was, and um, he was—he uh, owns a telecom company in uh, Cape Town, South, South Africa. He could probably afford to stay anywhere he wanted to stay in wow. all of Los Angeles. You must have felt and, privileged that he chose and, you. Uh, well, yeah, and I thought, and finally, you know, because I got to know him because you know that they came in and they were not a you know you know sometimes you have uh, guests that are want to know absolutely every um every detail about your place and what's going on and they're just looking for any kind of information that they can get and other people really won't ask that many questions at all um and um when i got uh george uh as a guest it was him and uh, his wife and when they got in um you know we just had a few um uh conversations and i made some recommendations and then we got to be really really good friends we you know a couple of nights and this was actually right when i was about to start um sort of really like um you know i had a, my business partner at the time and we were looking for additional listings and you know i you know he was um at my uh, place for about four nights, and I think two nights. Um, he and I were staying up until about two o'clock in the morning because once he found out that you know that I was you know sort of an entrepreneur and I was going into uh, wanted to you know start my own um, business, he just he loved that and he was all over it. And he you know I, and I just really I mean that you know that's that's something that you know you can't you can't buy that type of. Um, like mentorship really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, he and I still, uh, keep in touch. And, uh, and finally we were actually the, the, the second time we went out to dinner. Um, I just, you know, I was with him. I was like, why did you guys like, why are you here? <laughs> I was like, you can stay anywhere you want. And he was like, well, he's like, well, yeah, I know. He was like, but we, um, it's like, this is the experience that we want. We wanted a completely immersive, uh, experience and we wanted to live with someone who, um, knew where to go and knew what to do. And, um, uh, that's really, um, why we picked your place. We read your reviews and, and everyone was talking, you know, said, you know, how nice you were and, and friendly. And, um, you know, it's like, so, uh, I, you know, this is, uh, we, we wanted to stay here. See, Glenn, you just, what you just touched on is such a critical central piece to traveling. All right. So I just had lunch with my aunt and uncle yesterday and they literally brought this exact same, uh, sentiment up. Essentially, whenever you go to a new place or new city, the best way to travel and experience that city is with the guidance of a local, whether it's a friend or an associate or a work colleague. And Airbnb provides that access even if you don't know anybody in that city. And that's why it's such a special thing. You can get that insight. You can get that really local immersive experience. And, and you can usually save money. So it's an all-around win-win. It's really incredible. I, I absolutely agree. You know, it's um, uh, th that is, uh, in fact, you know, that's not, you know, not only is it uh, something that differs um, or makes Airbnb different um, from, you know, staying in a hotel versus staying with, um, you know, someone on Airbnb. You know, not only is uh, Airbnb uh, different uh, than, um, you know, it's not just a hotel alternative. Um, you know, it's, it's also, you know, a, a really interesting alternative to, you know, the vacation rental um, uh, 
space um, because, um, you know, and I mean like um, the Homeway uh, website uh, and uh, VRBO, it's very much different than those because, you know, when you're uh, renting one of those um, places, you're getting very much, you're very much getting a piece of real estate. Um, you know, they don't really, uh, um, um, they don't really understand the concept of being a host. Um, it's really, it's very, a lot of them don't um, even have. They don't really even know who the people are that come in uh, to stay at their places um, because they have a property management company dealing with it, and they're really the owner. You know, they refer. You know, it's like you know, it's just very, it's very separate. Um, and um, it's it's very uh, hands off as far as uh, the actual property owner um, and. Um, uh, I um, I when I, at one point at one time I was on uh, those websites in addition to Airbnb and um, it just really wasn't the same experience at all um, and the interesting thing about it was uh, was when I did have um, guests come in from the other websites they uh, often a few of them that had stayed with other um, people on. Uh, the, the homeways and the VRBO websites. They were they commented how much different the experience was when they stayed at my place, and I wasn't even there. I mean, when I was um, at my previous uh, um, residence, you know, I was you know renting out or had on my on Airbnb. I had you know my second bedroom, and but uh, after that, you know, I had um, multiple listings, and um, I didn't have anyone uh, there. In other words, I mean, I was you know I had my apartment and. I I had um, the I was uh, had an entire place listed, and so it was. Um, and of course, that was a that was way different uh, than having a uh, private room. And I I really wasn't even prepared for that when I um, got into it. Um, but um, I've even without me being um, at the um, listing, um, the guests that stayed with me from Homeway and VRBO noted how much different it was because they felt so much more welcome in the um, you know in my in my place and uh, than they had before that's that's awesome to hear and that of course in our book get paid for your pad uh, we have looked into some of the other platforms and for precisely the reasons that you've mentioned we absolutely recommend Airbnb so let me ask you this Glenn how has it changed your life? Oh, I mean, it's it's actually um, made me. It, it's it's really given me so many more opportunities um, than I that I never would have even that that I never even realized that it would be possible. Um, you know, I often say you know it's uh, restored my faith in humanity, um, and uh, because it really has, um, especially because I went into it with such apprehension and such um, I was almost. De- Determined to make it not work, you know, and even in spite of that, um, it it did work <laughs> on its own. And uh, you know, I always wanted to, uh, to own a business, but I I never really could I could never really figure out. Um, what I wanted to do, you know, I, I don't have a business degree. Um, you, you know, I, I was I worked in uh, the- theater for you know 15 years as a stage manager. I, you know, I, I really wish I was you know happy to do, but you know, I, I st- it still wasn't it was still different than you know being an entrepreneur, and that was something that I had always really wanted to do, and but I really couldn't figure out how to do that. And uh, Airbnb has has uh, provided that for me. That's awesome. 
Well, that's um, that's great to hear, Glenn. And uh, you mentioned earlier that you managed a few listings where you weren't staying yourself. And I'm, I'm just curious, like, how did you manage the check-in process when you weren't there? Well, I am a huge fan of um, self-check-in. Um, I uh, did a lot of research because, you know, I'm a big computer geek uh, and, you know, giving me the opportunity to research some new piece of technology on um, on the internet. I'll, I'll spend all, you know, I'll spend weeks looking, <laughs> looking something up. Um, but uh, I really, uh, I found a really uh, good um, block that I like to use and um, it's uh, proven to be uh, quite useful, um, but uh, that way, uh, because I, I did one, at one time do the you know uh, you know face to face check in, and um, when I'm able to do that, I really do prefer it um, because I do think it, um, it it gives you a much more um, personal um, experience. Um, but you know, I also have a life and and I don't want to sit around and and, and wait on a guest um, all afternoon right uh, and this lock, this lock that you were using was that uh-huh. like with a, did you use a lock with a code or a remote yes, control I did. or I, I how, do. how does that work it, it's it works both ways um, there there are there are a few different choices um, the um, the there's the one that I initially wanted to use long before I even uh, was in a position where uh, I, I even needed to do a self-check-in was Lockatron. But, um, and uh, it was actually on um, Shark Tank, which is, you know, one of my favorite shows to watch. Uh, and um, the, uh, the Lockatron, they do, they seem to be having trouble uh, in the uh, production phase of, of getting all of them out. And, and so I never really got a chance to, I, I've never actually um, used one, um, but uh, there's a, and then there's another one uh, that's rather expensive called Resort Lock, and uh, that's the one that most of the vacation rental um, properties use. And then I actually use a Slade Lock. Okay, that's, that's interesting. Uh, much cheaper. That's, that's really actually much cheaper, and it and it is um, uh, reliable. I mean, it's Slade, so you know it's mm-hmm. the. It's a, Major, you know, probably I think they're probably the biggest lock company in the world, probably. But, right. but um, it is uh, it hooks up to the internet, and um, it's um, it's actually they have a, an entire uh, like line of uh, electronic gadgets that hook into the, this whole this new new up and coming you know home automation thing. Yeah, I actually yeah I definitely think this uh, these type of locks are are the way to go in the future. I actually tried to install one in, on my door, but my house is uh, about a hundred years old, and and uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to re- well, make some adjustments you know, before I can use it. But it's it's definitely a really good alternative to um, you know to to just handing over the keys and stuff because you know, people oh, lose it and like all sorts of you complications. So I think that's definitely the way to go. And uh, yeah, the uh, you should. There's another uh, there's another lot called. Um, I think it's called Austin. It's it's no. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll have to think about. I'll think about what it is later. Um, there's another lock that um, basically it it works for older uh, houses, and um, I'll have to look it up and see uh, what type of what the lock is called. But um, it's um, it it works for. It's much more um, applicable to an older house. Right. Yeah. And we'll we'll add these. Uh 
all these locks to the show notes so the okay. listeners can all uh, look this the, up uh, later on our, on okay, our show notes. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. The um, yeah, but I also with well, also with the um, there's a there's a there's a stronger sense of security that you also get with the um, coded locks because not only does it work for um, if you know for getting someone in, it's like you said you don't you're not handing over the keys to your place, and so um, what I managed to do because I'm in an apartment is you know they had they get an exterior door key, and then um, but they're able to. Uh, Call a code that rings a number that um, that if I don't answer, it goes to an answering service that would automatically answer it, and then they'll know who it is, and then they can buzz them in. And then once they get in, they have the code from me um, that uh, that they can use to unlock the door. And the thing is, the nice thing about it is the codes only last for a certain period of time, um, and you can even pull an audit um on it and see every time someone came in using which which individual code. So if there's ever anything uh, that goes wrong, you know, uh, you know, I have you know the cleaning company that that I use has a separate set of uh, they have a separate code that they use. You know, I have one and you know and and I'm I can be horrible with keys. Uh, you know, and so you know I mean I've locked myself before I got these locks. Um, you know, I locked myself out like two or three times just because I would, you know, run out the door and, you know, and the door would lock behind me and, you know, I would be stuck outside again. And so I had to go, you know, find the key and, you know, and so, you know, I can't imagine having to be on, you know, on vacation or whatever and then trying to keep up with somebody else's keys. Um, and so, I, 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 like I said, I'm a really big fan of the, um, the locks and, you know, and when they're gone, they don't. They you don't you don't you don't have to worry about you know did someone like go and like make a copy of your keys or whatever you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome, Glenn. You have given us a ton of really really helpful tidbits, and and okay. we obviously we know you have amazing experience. So before we wrap up the show, we'd love to have you give our listeners your one best piece of advice about renting <laughs> on Airbnb. So if you if you could condense every all that everything, stuff, all yeah, makes it, yeah. give you know what what would be your piece of advice you could give to anybody who's either in the market or thinking about getting into the market okay well for those that are getting into the market um, I would say um, that you should be you know I, I have really found that that people are way more trustworthy than you realize and um, so I would say you know be be trustworthy but cautious um, if you're especially if you're going to uh, list uh, a private um, room or a shared space you know you still, you do need to be cautious because you know some you know every now and then you know you'll see you'll hear of a, a story of someone you know getting taken advantage of or something financially or otherwise um, of course you know if you rent the whole place you especially on Airbnb you don't really ha- you don't really need to be worried about much because um, they've paid in advance before they even get there so it's not like you know they're not going to they're not going to pay i mean there's it's obvious it's, it's, you know there is a can be a concern about damage but mm-hmm. um, you know you're pretty much protected and then actually for hosts i would say don't buy cheap sheets ever hmm interesting okay don't buy cheap sheets can you continue talk don't a little bit more about sheets. that um, certainly um, the one thing that everyone 
need that everyone looks forward to when they stay in a hotel room or anywhere else but at home is what is the bed going to be like. And that is, uh, I have written extensively about, you know, this, this is, that can be a make it or break it um, uh, uh, aspect of your listing because people will put up with a lot of stuff, but they will not put up with not getting a good night's sleep. And uh, if you have a cheap mattress and cheap sheets, uh, it, it will end up, it will, it will end up biting you. Right. That's, it's interesting that you mentioned this because we've actually written about this in our book where we also advise people not to economize on, on, on the mattress or, or blankets or sheets and pillows and stuff because you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You know, and a good night of sleep is, is so important. Oh, exactly. Well, and you know, it's on, people are on vacation, and we know one thing that people do when they're on vacation. And the last, the last place you want to be when you're doing that type of thing is in a cheap bed with cheap sheets. It just, it, it just, <laughs> it's, it, you know, it's just a reality. It's just a fact of the matter. Uh, you know that, uh, you know, you the you cannot have cheap sheets, and I would never. I, I always, uh, but. Um, I always, you know, I'm also not saying you have to go out and buy, you know, the sheets are like $300 a piece either, uh, but, but 300 thread count sheets um, are, I think, the way to go. They hold up the longest, and uh, they're, they're not exorbitantly expensive, and, um, and even the ones from Target. I, I mean, I have tons of them, and uh, the 300 thread count uh, sheets from Target are not very expensive, uh, and people ask me, uh, in hindsight, they're like, where, where did you get them? Where did you get these sheets? I'm like, well, I get them at Target. Okay. okay. Well, awesome. Glenn, <laughs> thank you. That was, that was great advice. Thank you so much. And we Absolutely. really, we really appreciate you have, uh, having you on the show. And remember, all of our show notes can be found at www.getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash podcast. That's getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash podcast. So Glenn, thank you so much for this interview. It's been really helpful and you're obviously uh, a very experienced host and you have a lot of good advice for for people who are hosting on Airbnb. So if people want to get in touch with you, what would be the best way? Uh, well, you can contact me through my website, which is uh, airbnbhost.com or uh, you can, if you are Already on Airbnb as a host, uh, I can be reached through the new hosts forum, uh, which uh, will um, I'll give you a link for that um, afterwards. Okay, great. We'll we'll put that in the show notes so all the listeners can can uh, can find that. Great, Glenn. Thank you so much. To learn all the tricks and secrets and tips on how to effectively host on Airbnb, you can download the first three chapters of our book for free at www.getpaidforyourpad.com. And the name of our book, of course, is Get Paid For Your Pad. 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 Get paid for your pad.